The second person to receive a pig heart transplant is recovering well at the University of Maryland Medical Center. Doctors say the patient, a 58-year-old Maryland resident, shows no signs of rejecting the heart one month after surgery. The hope is that one day, surgeons can routinely use animal organs for transplants to circumvent human organ shortages. This is Pulse Check. I'm Katherine Ellen Foley. One year following the Supreme Court's decision that revoked constitutional protection to abortion access, abortions in the U.S. increased overall but plummeted in the 17 states with total or six-week abortion bans. The new data from the Society of Family Planning showed that there were 117,000 more clinician-provided abortion in states where it's legal, but 115,000 fewer in states with a complete ban or highly restricted abortion access. Moderna said yesterday that it had begun dosing participants in a late-stage clinical trial testing a combination flu and COVID vaccine. The company hopes to enroll 8,000 participants in the Northern Hemisphere and plans to ask global drug regulators for approval of the vaccine in 2025. And Politico's Chelsea Caruso had the chance to catch up with CDC Director Mandy Cohen to discuss COVID and flu immunizations, plus the future of the agency. Chelsea is here today to bring us her takeaways. Thanks so much for having me. To start, what were the main topics of discussion? Did anything in particular seem to be a top issue for CDC at this moment? RSV is one of the big topics here. There's actually a shortage right now of the newly approved shot for babies to prevent them from getting RSV, and ordering for some of those doses has actually been paused since last week. Cohen told me that the manufacturers underestimated supply, which they have said as well, and she told me that they resumed ordering for the Vaccines for Children program, which helps cover the costs of shots for low-income or uninsured kids in a limited fashion, which means only certain states are being offered the shots. They're asking the manufacturers now to release doses that they've been holding for later in the season. And in the meantime, doctors are being asked to ration their doses for only the babies at the highest risk. That's a big area that they are working on right now is getting those doses out the door and dealing with this shortage which came up. And what about other vaccination rates like COVID-19? Are there any challenges that CDC is seeing? So the director is in the middle of this sort of trust tour. She's going around the country to promote the COVID shots, to tell people to get their flu, COVID, and RSV shot if they are eligible for that. But as of Tuesday, only around 12 million people have gotten the updated COVID shot, and that's just over 3% of the population. On top of that, CDC hasn't really been clear on what they consider a success for this campaign. When I spoke with Cohen, she said they were on track to reach similar numbers to last year's bivalent booster uptake, which was 17% of the population, which is nowhere close to what we saw with the initial vaccine uptake. Cohen's response to that was that people just haven't worked the COVID shots into their routine, which is interesting given that the CDC's messaging so far has been that the COVID and the flu shot kind of go hand in hand, right? You can get your COVID shot at the same time you get the flu shot, but that doesn't seem to be what's happening when more people are getting the flu shot than the COVID shot. Looking forward a bit as 2023 starts to wind down, are there other areas that the CDC is keeping an eye on and worried about for future challenges outside of infectious diseases? 
Yeah, there are a few things that Cohen told me about. She's actually been up on Capitol Hill meeting with lawmakers, including the Doctors Caucus, which has a lot of House Republicans who are physicians, where she said she talked a lot about mental health and in particular suicide prevention. A lot of those lawmakers are vets or they have been in contact with constituents who are veterans who are aware that suicide and suicide prevention is a big area in that space. Another topic that she's focused on is opioids. The CDC is working with local health departments and law enforcement to help them pinpoint exactly where, even on the neighborhood level, overdoses are happening in hopes of sending public health experts to these areas. And this, Cohen told me, has been useful in tracking fentanyl, for example, and emerging drugs like xylazine, which is sort of this powerful tranquilizer that has cropped up in certain parts of the country and has worried a lot of experts. And I know it's really early in Mandy Cohen's tenure as director of the CDC, but did she say anything about what she wants her legacy to be? So the CDC is going through a reform right now, and that was started under Cohen's predecessor, Rochelle Walensky, who talked a lot about how the CDC did make mistakes during COVID, and they want to reform the agency and return it to this trusted partner to the public. And that, I think, has been Cohen's cornerstone. She's really emphasized rebuilding trust as a big area for her. She told me she doesn't want to look back much as look forward, and she's hoping she can turn a new chapter for the agency. So that's something we'll be watching going forward. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. 